millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Scream 6. Yep, we're back. Now, I originally shot this review and didn't edit that version of the video, and I was very scathing in my review of this movie. Didn't like it, that was my initial reaction, was against it, but in the time between me deciding to just goof off and not edit that video, I had more time to think about this movie, and honestly, I actually like this a lot more than I did Scream 5, so what I want to do is completely redo it, and I'll give you the positives and the negatives, and and then we'll talk about what I think is wrong with the franchise right now. Now, I have some criticisms of the fact that this movie is located in New York. But again, we're in positives, not negatives right now. So I'm going to talk about right now at this moment, the fact that there were scenes that were unique to New York that actually did work for the movie. So credit where credit is due. One of the things that's important whenever you have a movie take place in a major metropolitan area that's a specific major metropolitan area is you need things that specifically tie it to that area so there's a sequence i believe it's in the trailer involving a ladder between two buildings it was a fun sequence in isolation now i do have a bit of a criticism for the uh lady who didn't make it through that which is if you're ever on a ladder in between buildings what you should do is hook yourself into the ladder so that way if the ladder gets thrown off you can be carried into the apartment you're trying to get into but that's not really important it's a movie everybody relax. The second one that I actually really think was tied to New York pretty well was the subway sequence. Guys? And unlike the sequence as portrayed in the trailer, this one was actually better because there was two different subway carts spoiler alert, that really amplified the tension in that moment. Now, there are scenes here and there that don't actually fit New York, but if you don't live here like I do, you probably won't notice them. First and foremost is the bodega owner scene. You got a problem here, guy? Where he has a shotgun, it's really difficult to get a firearm in the city of New York, and typically people behind the counter don't have firearms, so that one was a little bit breaking for me, but most of you probably wouldn't notice that. 
And there's another sequence later on in the movie where they're in Central Park and they get a call traced to West 96th Street. And for some reason, it goes from 12 o'clock in the afternoon, which, by the way, is acknowledged in the movie as the afternoon, broad daylight, because it's a callback to how Randy was killed in Scream 2. And by the time they get to that apartment, it's clearly 9 o'clock at night, and they drove, and I'm telling you, it does not take 9 hours to drive from anywhere in Central Park, no matter the traffic conditions, to West 96th Street. It's just not a thing. But again, those are stupid nitpicks that don't actually matter, and those are specific things that I thought about. And again, the day for night wouldn't have even bothered me that much if they didn't go out of their way to acknowledge that it was day. Your brain probably could have forgot about it, but I noticed it, and I thought it was amusing. But that's not really my main issue with the movie. Now, another positive for this movie is some of the returning characters. First and foremost, Jenna Ortega. Now, in my original review... I was hypercritical of this character not being killed or being the killer in the previous movie. This is because Jenna Ortega is the most famous person in this movie. She's not even considered the star of the movie. She's considered the co-star, but she's clearly being top-billed due to her prominence. And typically, in Scream tradition, this character gets killed off. However, that's not happened because her celebrity is overwhelming the franchise, which, again, is antithetical to Scream. Now, I said in my previous review, it made a lot of sense for her to be the third killer. I thought that was the direction they were going in because, again, typically, I don't want my screen movies to prioritize star power over the actual plot of the movie. And by the way, this tone was set by Drew Barrymore, who was originally going to play Sidney Prescott, but when she read the script, she insisted that she would be the first person killed in the movie, so that way people would understand that absolutely anything could happen in this film franchise. That kind of is lost with Jenna Ortega's prominence, but that being said, she's one of the best actors, and considering her co-star, or the star of the movie, this woman can't move her face and is the worst character ever brought into a screen movie then we really just gotta appreciate what we need to appreciate also they have this guy chad that's in the movie and i didn't care for him in the previous movie but he has some charisma in this one and i appreciate that so for returning characters pretty nice pretty decent And overall, for the final positive of the movie, I was really bored during the course of Scream 5. This movie was not boring. The pacing was much better, and it doesn't look nearly as cheap as the previous movie. For whatever reason, even though it's a Scream movie, the highest grossing franchise of slashers of all time, the previous movie was shot with close-up after close-up after close-up, which, if you don't know, is a really good way to save money when you have no budget. This one actually has the budget, you could see the budget the pacing's better it seems to work a lot better so those are the positives i'm being very positive about this and i gotta get to the negatives because that's what this is kind of all about for you and my overall thoughts of the movie but i also want to give the spoiler warning going forward because i'm going to talk about who the killers are and all that jazz and I also want to thank my members over at actualjusticewarrior.com slash join because, you know, you, you, you make the thing happen. So my previous video got clips of it taken out of context that went viral where I pointed out that the movie's meta commentary was completely off. 
And I talked about how diversity seems to reign supreme in these movies, in that in the previous movie, no minority characters were killed off, and the killers were white, and if you realize that they were following the basic rules of diversity, you could kind of identify the killers by who are the only white characters left, and that turned out to be true. It turned out to be Richie and this other girl as the killers in the movie. Now, in this movie, they do kill off some unnamed minority characters. It is a movie that takes place in the city of New York. I believe one named minority character also gets killed off, so they didn't really go as hard with the diversity message in this one. However, I never felt like there was danger for what is actually called in the movie the core four characters, the new core four characters, at all whatsoever. Also, there was one specific kill of a minority character, which was Gail Weathers' new boyfriend, who is a in-shape black guy. That was kind of ridiculous because the killer calls Gail and then says, oh, all his big muscles didn't help him. And Gail, in a very non-caring way, says, no, it didn't. And I laughed out loud, but we're not supposed to have main characters that are this desensitized to violence or this embracing of violence that they're going to joke about somebody they knew and cared about being killed off. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gail. It's actually one of the fundamental problems with this movie series, or this version of the movie series, and that is, despite what the writers and the people behind the movie say about how the original Scream movies don't glorify violence, and they want to stick to that, these movies actually do glorify violence in a bunch of different ways. Quote, Before this, on Ready or Not, we had this conversation a lot, which is how do we deal with violence? The violence in this, one of the big things we got from Wes Craven, is the idea that you can never treat violence like it's happening to someone else. It has to always happen to a human being who has a family, who has loved ones, who you should care about. And so when you're in the violence, it's not for jokes, it's not for humor, Everything around it can be fun, but violence is violence, and it should be treated as such. Now, that is a great quote that should denote some level of understanding of the philosophy of the Scream movies, and it does hold up in the original movies directed by Wes Craven. I mean, Sidney Prescott, when we first meet her, is not like the other kids who seem to be desensitized to violence by the movies due to the fact that a year before the first movie takes place, her mother was violently murdered. And she is currently going through the grieving process throughout the course of the original movies. The people who typically show no empathy for the victims end up being killers. And the one exception to that sometimes, which is Gail Weathers, is somebody who is clearly and obviously putting up a facade that she has to overcome. However, in this movie, Gail jokes along with the killer for the audience about her unnamed boyfriend being killed, completely undercutting that. And by the way, that's something that happens throughout the course of the movie, especially considering that our main character is Sam Carpenter, the worst character ever to be put in a Scream movie. Now, I will get into that a little bit later on, but I also want to talk about something that I mentioned before, and I will mention it again, that these movies are essentially the plotline 
of Scream 4, aka the villain's plotline, Jill, Sydney's cousin. Spoiler alert for Scream 4, but you're watching a review of Scream 6, so you should have seen it. Now, if you guys don't remember, in that movie, it turned out that Sydney's cousin wanted the attention and fame that Sydney got. She believed that Sydney was wasting it, moping around, not again empathizing with the losses and the tragedy and all of that. So she attempted to do a soft reboot of the franchise, bringing back the legacy characters, yet trying to make herself the new main character in the Stab franchise, which is what it's called in-universe, aka the Scream franchise going forward. Now, that was the villain's plot. However, where we are right now is exactly that. So we essentially have the bad guy winning by the existence of these movies structured the way they are, where they soft rebooted the movie in the last one again. Again, this is one of the reasons why I hated 5 so much, because it was essentially a redo of Scream 4 without any of the awareness or the charismatic characters. And that's where we are in this franchise right now, that we have a new Sydney Prescott. We actually have two of them. In the last movie, we had three of them because the original Sydney Prescott was still around. But in this one, they went out of their way to disrespect Neve Campbell with a terrible offer. So she refused to return to the franchise. And they're just telling the story as if they don't understand that the soft reboot was treated with disdain in four. And they're just moving forward. Now, I understand in practicality, this is kind of what you have to do if you want the franchise to go forward. You can't trot out all these characters old and repeat them over and over again in perpetuity. But yeah, that's really where we're at in terms of the franchise, and it's kind of disappointing. Now, Hayden Panettiere is also in this movie. She reprises her role as Kirby from Scream 4. And I remember when I was talking to a friend who's also a big fan of the franchise, and he told me that actually Kirby survived the Scream 4 death that that actually occurred in that movie and that's because Wes Craven said so so she might be back in a future installment and I responded to that friend with oh I don't care because even though I like this character in that movie we have a new character that's a movie buff that kind of fills that role and I didn't think bringing her back would add anything to the story I hear you're a horror fan it's been said everywhere Friday. Especially considering that in the Scream movies, typically, and by typically I mean 100% of the time, no returning character has ever been the killer. But she comes back, and now she works for the FBI, and basically she goes after Ghostface Isis, because that's a thing in this universe now, and I don't really care for her appearance in this movie at all. Now also, one of my other criticisms of Scream 5 has returned again, which is, it's not really a about a meta commentary about horror movies and the state of horror anymore. Scream 5 was specifically about Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi of all things. The killer in that movie was a super fan of the Stab franchise and the director of Knives Out, aka Ryan Johnson, directed the eighth installment of the Stab movies and completely ruined the franchise. And because toxic man baby fandom is a thing, that's why he decided to turn to be a killer. Now, this didn't make sense in universe because if you know anything about the stab movies as they exist in universe they already messed them up they already had time travel and all these ridiculous things that has nothing to do with woodsboro i thought you said stab was based on true stories the first three the original trilogy is based off of sydney prescott but then she threatened to sue them if they used her story so then they just started making stuff up 
Step five has time travel, which is by far the worst. So getting mad specifically at stab eight made no sense at all. And it's a weak motivation. And again, it's about defending Ryan Johnson for Star Wars. And as somebody who doesn't give a damn about Star Wars, this is not interesting to me. I'm not about this life. I don't need you to be like, oh, wow, Ryan Johnson was totally right. Well, guess what? In this movie. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. movie they still double down on defending ryan johnson and star wars episode 8 the last jedi he was so pathetic that's not true yeah your son he was a man baby who made his girlfriend 
friend do all the killing. And there are multiple lines in this movie that make reference to him specifically and how franchises got to do what they got to do. Again, defending Hollywood against the fandom, which wasn't really what Scream was about. It was more of a critique of Hollywood and sometimes a critique of government actors that think that movies make people violent and the censorious nature of people. But instead, they've completely inverted that and they're still talking about Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. And this comes at the expense of any references that I could detect of horror movies that take place in the big city. If anybody knows anything about slasher movies, typically they really go to crap when they start transporting them from small town America to big city, yet there was barely any acknowledgement of this at all in the movie. So when you have something that's supposed to be meta horror and you don't really reference horror, you spend more time referencing and running defense for Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movie, it just doesn't really seem all there. But whatever, it is what it is. And just like the last movie, this movie also has three white killers. As I predicted in the last movie, they would go to three killers because I'm just naming the things that people think are creative but are actually creatively bankrupt that they're obviously going to lean to. And the three white killers are the three white named characters in this movie. This isn't like any other ghost face. What is this place? A shrine. And they turn out to be Richie's family because, you know, why not? And apparently during Richie's time being a super big fan of the Stab movies, he collected all of the memorabilia, including all of the things from the original crime scenes in all of the actual events because he was able, even though he's the son of a cop, to have all the money to buy all of these things from the police who would be charging a premium because not only are these evidence, but they're also famous evidence, but I guess corrupt cops sold them all to this guy who was working at like a video store, whatever the hell he was working at in the last movie, convenience store, and he was able to build a shrine and have it warehoused in Manhattan. Well, but you don't remember Ghostface Isis, that's why I hate him, Benetari's there. Also, if you're asking about other cartoonishly bad messaging, there is a scene early on, it doesn't really have major consequences for the movie, but I figured I'd bring it up, where Jenna Ortega, who is trying to get over what happened to her in the last movie, because she was wounded a bunch of times, friends of hers got killed, and all of that, decides that she wants to go up to some guy's room and sleep with him, he says that he has a bottle up there, they could drink more, and then they try to stop because they're like hey that guy's actually quite date rapey but jenna ortega says no i want to go up there like she's consenting to the encounter that's what she's into she says you should mind your own business and then for no reason the evil white date rapey guy grabs jenna ortega and like slams her against the stairs because you know he's evil white date rapey guy and the fact that she's consenting means he's not into it anymore. So he had to physically assault her. So you dum-dums out there in the audience could say, Oh my God, that's, that's the bad guy. That, that man bad, bad, bad man. Now this scene is already incredibly stupid, but to follow it up, then we have Sam Carpenter come in and tase him in the balls. And it's like, haha, date rapey guy 
who girl consented to sleep with and then for no reason physically assaulted the girl got tased in the balls haha <laughs> get get wow comedy fun violence is comedy <laughs> which brings us of course to our main character to our lead sam carpenter i forgot what the actress's name the lady who will not move her face and i'm pretty sure they put cgi tears on and somebody who undermines fundamentally what scream is all about now to be fair to the this actress this character in design is terrible now if you remember my previous review she is billy loomis's bastard daughter who for some reason it's seeing flashes of billy loomis directing her to kill this is a terrible idea billy loomis is not that important sure billy and Stu are the original killers for the original movies but his original motivation was for the fact that sydney's mom slept with his father and that caused his parents to get divorced but in these movies for some reason billy loomis has a psycho gene or something that is infecting his daughter who by the way should be called sam loomis but she's called sam carpenter because the father only found out that that was in his daughter later in life and thus she is losing her mind and there's all these hints that she's going to be a killer and she's also seeing billy loomis who she never met at all to be clear because he died before she was born in flashback and in all the mirrors and all that and the only reason she's seeing that is so that they could say remember billy loomis remember scream one do you remember scream one and it's just for the purpose of member berry so anytime you have a character like that in your movie it's going to drag down your movie now there's a lot of propaganda on the internet talking about how sam carpenter is awesome this is all manufactured this is all fake nobody can believe this because this girl does not move her face and as i said her character just does not fit in this universe it totally goes against the individualized motivations and essentially goes with this it's genetic kind of situation which i'm not about for these movies so we still have teases of her potentially being the killer and there's talk about how the family of richie is mad because at the end of the last movie she stabbed up the hell out of richie and then slit his throat and that was over the top violent so some people think that she actually turned out to be the real killer behind that like it was her whole plot to kind of reboot the franchise and insert herself as the lead so we have that, but of course, that violence, that graphic violence, unlike in the previous movies, where it's Sydney just putting down the killer, or Gale putting down the killer, or Dewey putting down the killer, is glorified as standing up to a man baby, and that violence is girl boss violence. On top of that, because they have all these collected pieces of memorabilia from the original killers, we know that there's going to be a scene in this movie where she puts on Billy Loomis's costume and carries Billy Loomis's knife. Because again, the film wants you to say, member Billy Loomis? Member Billy Loomis's knife? Even though the thing about the costume and the thing about the weapon is that they were intended to be generic, they're only iconic because the screen movies were successful, and having her do this kind of emphasizes, and again, glorifies the violence and considering there's a whole scene where she's about to show mercy to the final killer after they kill off the other two and then doesn't and jenna ortega kind of cheers her on as she's viciously stabbing the final killer they really fundamentally miss the point you want me so let's finish this now again the killers are bad people they're not deserving of mercy especially in a movie we understand that 
However, it would have been an actual subversion of what we expect in a Scream movie for any or one of the killers to survive, even though, by the way, this was actually intended with Stu from the first movie, but let's set that aside for a moment. And instead, we get this, like, glorified execution of this guy, not when he's posing an imminent threat, like the way that the other killers were killed in the other movies, but it's glorified. And again, you go to that quote earlier on about how Wes Craven viewed violence and the philosophy of the series, and then you go to this, and it's ridiculous. She even gets a girl boss speech before she does the kill. And that's not even to mention the fact that other killers in this movie essentially get killed by member berries. I mean, the last part of the movie takes place in a room with all the member berries from the previous movies, and it culminates with Claire Bennett, I'm sorry, whatever, uh, Kirby, whatever her name is in this movie, the returning character, flinging a TV across a room and killing one of the killers, just like Stu got killed in Scream 1, because remember Scream 1, remember this? And again, there's just not commentary about the overuse of member berries. They're just doing it unironically, unaware of how dumb it is, how pointless it is, because this franchise has completely lost the core of the franchise, which again, is meta-commentary about horror. They're way too into defending Ryan Johnson, to the point where I think this series is directed by Ryan Johnson's best friend, or his PR team. Now, there are also fake-out deaths in this movie, and by the way, that is not something that is new for the franchise but one of the things that i kind of find hilarious about the fake out deaths in this movie is one they're almost identical to the exact fake out deaths even to the characters from the previous movie the kirby character gets stabbed in the stomach because remember in scream 4 where she gets stabbed in the stomach in fact they go out of their way to show us her scar on her stomach and she's like I got stabbed in the stomach, and then it happens again. The character that's supposed to be the movie buff replacing Randy, which was replacing Kirby's character because she was the Randy replacement in Scream 4, gets stabbed in the same exact place as well. And then the Chad guy who gets a fake-out death in the previous movie that I criticized gets stabbed 800 times by two different killers, and he also manages to survive somehow. Now again, fake-out deaths are not new to the franchise. They've happened before. I'm sure they will happen again. But don't give me all of these fake-out deaths that are identical to previous fake-out deaths in the franchise in a row consecutively, most of them taking place in the exact same location. The only one that is exempt from that is the fake-out death that happens on the subway. So we have this repeating rehashing of all of these things, and it's all for the purpose of remember this, remember the previous Scream movies, remember that this is kind of like that, except we're doing it a little bit different with these new characters that are supposed to be stand-ins for the old characters of the previous Scream movies. Remember the Scream movies? Now also, and I could be totally wrong about this but i don't think i am in the previous movie they use that cgi de-aging technology to make billy loomis look exactly how he looked at the end of screen one which of course failed miserably he had a cgi monster face that did not look human at all but in this movie he was shown in the reflection and it seems like they didn't even bother to do that with the actor so instead we see billy loomis 20 years older than he ever was in universe talking to this girl, convincing her to grab his knife, because remember Billy Loomis, remember his knife, 
and put on his costume for two reasons. One, remember Billy Loomis. She's wearing Billy Loomis's costume. And two, remember that scene at the end of Scream 1 where Sydney put on the costume and she started turning the tables on the killers? Remember that? But yeah, even though the CGI de-aging looked horrible in the previous movie, the fact that it looks like they didn't even bother to try for this movie just shows you how low effort this storyline is. But again, fundamentally, the idea of having Billy Loomis's daughter with a genetic predisposition to become the Ghostface Killer is the worst idea humanly possible that you could have had. It's a fundamental mistake from top to bottom. It definitely should never have made the franchise, but because they wanted to do callbacks to previous movies, and they're like, oh, Billy Loomis is iconic, even though the thing about the Scream movies is that the killers are different every single iteration. Wow, remember Billy Loomis. So overall, this is basically what I expected from this movie. It was more entertaining, but the problem is, is that the foundation was rotten, and of course, they kind of lost the whole point of not glorifying violence. On top of that, they are obsessed with defending franchises and studios that kill off their character, chief among them, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, which really shouldn't have much to do with Scream. I mean, you can reference and talk about other movies, but when you do Slasher in the Big City and you have almost no Slasher in the Big City movie references, you're kind of just not following the formula to any sensible way. And it's not like you're doing it in an uncreative way. It seems like you're doing it in a I don't understand what the purpose of this franchise actually is way. Like I said before, Jenna Ortega, who should have been killed off in the opening scene of the last movie or should have been one of the killers because she had the best motivation as Sam Carpenter is what split up her family and ruined her life is one of the better actresses in this entire film, even though her character shouldn't exist, and kind of shows how bad Sam Carpenter actually is every time they're on screen together. So yeah, this goes in the better than five category, but still not very good. Obviously, Screen 3 is one of the messiest of all the films due to the studio interference, so that one doesn't really count, but overall, it's among my least favorite of the Screen movies. But, you know, let me know what you guys think down in the comments below if you like the video show by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on all my social media support me via the support links in the description box of this video this has been me talking about scream 6 because i guess it had to come out till next time when it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.